Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to The Keys 107, opening the doors to endless possibilities in the pursuit of love, peace, and happiness with your host, Rafika and Brother James. Welcome. It's that time again when we reach out to you and we invite you to our classroom, our learning platform where we get to talk about exciting ways that you can open doors to endless possibilities in the pursuit of love, peace, and happiness. And that is our goal as human beings. We have a very, very exciting show for you. We have with an encore appearance, an encore stopped by by one of our very special guests, uh, Reiki Master, Laws of Attraction coach, and creator of I Am Practice, Michael Flores. And you may recognize the last name because he is family, and we do believe in supporting family here at the Keys 107 Network. I am Rafika, the co-host. And I am Brother James. Ooh, that voice <laughs> just like pops in from nowhere. <laughs> That's right. The law of attraction and full effect. Yes, it is. So have you ever had an experience where you have manifested the law of attraction? Absolutely. You are, you're a manifestation of that. <laughs> I should have seen that coming. <laughs> you should have seen it coming. But let me just say this, you know, for our listening audience, you know, uh, here at the Keys 107, you know, it is our duty, our responsibility, but most certainly our pleasure and our honor to bring forward positive thinking people who express positive ideas. And essentially, that is really what we're talking about with the law of attraction. It's the like, uh, the like attracts like type of syndrome. We want to bring forward to you people who would help you in your, uh, develop your mental, your physical, your spiritual, so that you could be the person that you were born to be. And we, as the host here, uh, learn from every single person that presents something on the Keys 107. That's why we're so grateful and so humble to have this platform. So, Rafika. You know, I don't want to be long in in my dialogue to opening up because I well, really I'm want to... I'm glad yeah. <laughs> because you know, Medea Allen, the organic soul chef, is on standby and she's here to give us another healthy tip of the day that is so relevant to our conversation today. So this is your is time to ready? go get your pen. She's ready. You go get your pen and your paper. I have mine right here. I'm using my favorite purple pen tonight because I'm going to manifest royalty as we speak. Medea Allen. You're live. The Keys 107 and com present the healthy tip of the day. The healthy tip of the day is to express yourself. Keeping thoughts, emotions, and ideas bottled up inside can take a lot of energy and may cause you unnecessary stress. Choose a healthy way to release like dancing, laughing, 
writing in a journal, or talking it out with a close friend. Regularly expressing yourself in these ways may help to keep your mind clear, your energy centers free-flowing, and may also increase overall happiness. Today's healthy tip of the day has been brought to you by Organic Soul Chef Medea Allen. And for more wholesome living and eating tips, visit OrganicSoulChef.com. Well, I'm very excited to present this show to you that is sponsored by the Fluffs Present the Alphabet, and they are available for $12.99 on Amazon.com. Brother James, are you there? Well, without uh, further delay, um, Brother James is here, but I'm not hearing him. Maybe he's got some technical difficulties, and, you know, usually that's my problem. So without further delay, we're going to bring in Laws of Attraction coach Michael Soares. Michael, your mic is live. Check in. Hey, Rafika. I'm here. Can you hear me? Oh, loud and clear. Awesome. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So, Michael, um, for those people out there who may be tuning in for the first time and hearing you, let's give them a little background on how you got started with uh, the Laws of Attraction um, and also talking about also talking about the Course in Miracles and what is I Am Practice? Uh, well, that's a lot. That's like, that's I know. <laughs> I just wanted to get it all in so we could just... <laughs> Condense me and stick me in a cup of water. Um, so, yeah, you know... Um, so, you know, I've been thinking of agonizing over this, right? Like normally um, I don't think about this until I have to talk about it. And then my mind, all six voices stand up and they all have something to say. So um, as far as the law of attraction goes, I have always felt all of my life um, that, that there was something about um, thinking that was important. Not, um, and I'm, I, I was visualizing earlier today uh, being a little kid, living on Marion Street, uh, living on Carroll Street, and there were these moments when I would just sit and just be. And there was this sort of uh, sense of contentment about being and, and contemplation. And, um, and I read a bunch of books, uh, Carlos Castaneda books, um, you know, the Yaqui Indians, Don Juan, and, and uh, I think I got a hold of Think and Grow Rich, uh, As a Man Thinketh. And and so those books sort of planted seeds. And it wasn't until I, um, I want to say, it wasn't until actually a few years ago that a more clearer concept of the law of attraction started to, to take shape. 
I don't know if you remember that. Um, there was a movie that came out, a book, what, what the Bleat Do We Know? Um, hmm. It was a video people were passing around, and, you know, it talked about physics, quantum physics, and, and it, just, um, it just really spoke about a, a, um, a connection that we, that we have that goes beyond our, our day-to-day physical, physical being, but it's included in that. So anyway, so that's sort of the esoteric sort of that. And then, um, and then what happened is a long time ago, I, I got sober, right? And so I was living in Hawaii. I was having problems. I thought my problems was my anger problems. And as I began searching for a solution to that, mom, mom, I called mom, right, in New York. <laughs> that was like what we did. We, we had problems. We called mom. And I was sort of vaguely hoping she would send me money, but I was just kind of telling her, you know, my ex-wife left. I don't know what I'm going to do. And she said to me, um, have you tried praying? And it was such a weird thing for mom to say, you know. Um, it just it just like, I don't know, it just struck me as weird. And so and so I, I, I started to think about that, you know. And that got me sort of consciously thinking about um, the conscious aspect of a spiritual program. So that sort of was the seeds. They were planted in the soil, and then over the years, they, they've grown. And so the um, so anyway, so fast forward a whole bunch of years, a whole bunch of experiences. Uh, mom and dad passed away. We inherit some money, right? I have a big pile of money. And I didn't totally think that the pile of money was going to solve all my problems, but I did feel like having the pile of money was going to solve all my problems. <laughs> so, so uh, you know, it's like a subconscious thing, right? Like we have all these things that we think if we get those things, it's going to fill in the blank and we're going to be okay. Yeah, that's right. Um, right. I had the girl, I had the brand new cabriolet car. I had the, I used to braid my hair when I lived in Hawaii. I had the cute look. Um, and, and with each thing, you know, like I got something, but then I, I was left flat. Like they, they, it petered out. So I had all this money, and uh, and it was great. I mean, I, I you know, I, I love the experience. I don't want to minimize the experience of actually having money. It's it's fantastic. It's wonderful, and it was such a blessing and a gift, a final you know thing from from mom and dad. But the money ran out, right? <laughs> and, you know, all along the way, people were telling me, oh, yeah, you know, it's going to run out. And I was like, oh, you negative people, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> um, and sure enough, it ran out. <laughs> and so <laughs> so I found myself, <laughs> you know, and I'm trying to hold on to the last $10, right? Like, please don't go away. And, um, and it had to go. Like, it had money, money, money loves being spent. It loves being spent. So anyway, um so I'm sitting in my apartment, and I have this this uh, feeling in the pit of my stomach. First, there's a shame that I spent this money that was this inheritance uh, from my mother and father. Then there was this sort of, um, I don't know, I don't want to say depressed feeling, but it's like I'm looking around my apartment, and I'm realizing I'm here again. I'm back to broke. And I had all this money. And I'm back to broke, and and I and I mean this time when I'm when I'm when I'm doing this, it's not like the last times. I mean I've done this before where I'm sort of like oh my god I'm broke again, but I've I've done it in anxiety, right? This time I was calm, 
and I was looking around and I realized that the problem is me. There is something in my thinking that is wired to bring me back to broke. And I mean, you know, I've had that feeling intellectually before, but this time I was getting it at this heart level, like you are definitely the problem. And, and, and this idea that if I could create this, I must be able to create something else. I didn't know what, and I didn't know how. So I started to Google and read, and I, I got a hold of um, some um, Neville Goddard. Uh, he's an old New Thought thinker. Um, Christian Larson, um, Genevieve Zeran. I got um, um, Emma Curtis Hopkins. I started finding uh, Wallace Waddles. I don't know if you know the movie The Secret, but I think a lot of The Secret is based on uh, the writings of this guy Wallace D. Waddles back in early 1900s, who mm-hmm. said um, that um, there is this thinking stuff in the universe, and it 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 you know if you put a thought into this into this stuff, it will manifest. And I mean, it's just mind blowing. So I started drinking this stuff in, um, and 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 just really seeing in my life evidence of the law of attraction. So, mm. so I, I want to say this thing about the law of attraction as well. The law of attraction has always been in operation. The moment we um, open our eyes, take our first breath, the moment of conception, like it is always in operation. It is never not in operation. The problem a lot of us experience is that we think we are not getting what we want. And so we think there's a, like, like, well, the law of attraction isn't working for me because I don't have that car I was dreaming about or I don't have that relation. You know what I mean? Um, but it's in operation 24-7. And our, our uh, task as spiritual beings having human experiences is to learn about the law of attraction and develop our ability to attract what we want. And, and that is summed up in, as Abraham Hicks says, feeling good. Our folk, our sole purpose is to feel good. We're here to feel good. And it, so anyway, you have a question? No, Mike, I do. I do. Yes. Yeah. Brother James, you said something about Wallace Waddles, where he said that there is uh, essence in, in the atmosphere that, or, or matter that helps create um, things from a thought form into a physical form. Right. There is a train of thought among p- some people that say that the u- if the universe is only matter, how does it um, create? It's without life, or what is it? How does it create something um, if it's only matter in the universe? Can you, can you talk to that energy and the formation of these thoughts? Yeah. Okay. So um, so. Um, so, you know, Napoleon Hill, which surprised me, talked about this. Uh, Dale Carnegie spoke about this. Uh, some of the wealthiest early pioneers talked about that there is this, uh, there is this ener- like energy, like we're all energy. Everything mm. is energy, right? And they didn't have the, the metaphysical language that we have now, but um, now we have quantum physics, right? Quantum physics says we're all connected energetically. And Neil deGrasse Tyson 
you know, I, I love it. Our brother, physic, our brother, uh, uh, what is he, physicist? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Astrophysicist? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> you know, he says we are made of the stuff of stars. So That's right. So, so energy forms, energy forms. So energy, what, whatever that looks like, like it, it, there's a process to it. I don't fully understand it. Energy forms. And so thoughts are things. And energy mm-hmm. forms, and so now, uh, and, and this is, you know, I, um, I'm starting to get esoteric here, but um, so, so our job is not to worry about how that happens. That's where we get lost, um, and some people get stopped because they can't figure out how is this going to happen. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, and, and for example, you know, you're sitting around and you're broke, right? And you're like, you know, but I have a vision to start a, um, a group to educate uh, African-American men about something. How can I do that? I don't have any money, so I'm not going to do it. But, but if you understand the principles of the law of attraction, you don't have to know how. It's not your business to know how. Your business is to develop the vision. And from the vision, let it go into the whatever you want to call it, the thinking stuff, the cosmos, the universe. Give it to God, give it to Allah, turn it over, um, the creation genie, whatever, it, whatever that word is that fits for you, let it go, turn it over, and connected to this vision is the feeling. And this is a piece that, that had me stumped for a long time, is that um, someone asked Jesus something about prayer, and he said, when you pray, pray as if the thing you want is with you right now. Don't ask for the thing to come. So I am presently in a loving, powerful relationship. I love this relationship. It is amazing. I, 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 we, we communicate. We, we go on uh, wonderful dates together. We share common visions. This is my prayer as if it's now, not looking at the, the fact that she's not here, but looking at, you know, the internal vision. And then the universe energetically forms around that, and, and people show up. So um, I went to this church, Greenwood Baptist Church, and I asked the minister, because uh, this was like two years ago, and I was like desperately freaking broke, you know. And I'm like, God, send me a check. And uh, so I'm not getting my check. <laughs> so <laughs> I walk into his office to talk about something else, right? And I asked him, so listen, how does God answer? I mean, how does God mm-hmm. answer, Right. And, you know, he said, well, in the form of a person. And, you know, mm. for a minute, I was ready to run because I'm like, oh, boy, here's that Jesus thing. You know what I mean? But I had to think about what he was talking about. And if you think about the lesson of Jesus, right, not all the religious stuff around it um, that you may or may not agree with or whatever, but the idea that people were wondering what is our connection to the divine and the divine provided an answer in the form of a person that said, I am, the Father within is in me doing the work. And you can do this too if you follow this. We are one. You know what I mean? The answer mm-hmm. came in the form of a person. Mm. And, you know, what do we do? We beat the crap out of the person and kick them to the curb. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Because what do we want? We have a vision that we don't even understand that we think it's something else. So right. I, I want to add this in here because I got into a little bit of a, a thing with someone last night around the law of attraction. When I speak about the law of attraction, the power of thought, and, the, and that, that our job is to shape our thought into a clear picture, that does not mean that it is 
it is devoid of any action on our part. So um, our job is to get the picture, feel the picture as if it's real, let it go, and then go interact with people. And the universe will, will bring into our experience people, situations, and events that vibrate at the same vibration as the vision that we've released to it. It does make sense, but it brings a point that when we uh, are hearing this for the first time or the second time, and that's what many of our folks are now listening, they're just hearing it for the first time. Their question is, uh, how can I believe that uh, what I want to attract is going to happen? Does this positive thinking really work? What do you say to people <laughs> about that? Well, I say uh, I came at this from the opposite end. I came at it from the recognition that negative thinking totally, absolutely works, that I have mastered poverty. I have mastered poverty so good. The universe mm. gave me a big wheelbarrow full of money, and I, like, religiously got rid of it. <laughs> mm. So... so. So you're telling me that if thought works, if it's negative thoughts, you're going to bring negativity or attract negativity to you. But right. if you but reverse it, that. No, go ahead, James. But if you reverse that and use positive thoughts and get rid of the negative, then the blessings or the good things that you're trying to attract to yourself is going to come. And you're saying it normally comes to you through the vessel of another human being. That's what, yeah, exactly. So, um, um, so it starts with the recognition that I am the creator of my life. Mm. So when I'm sitting in my apartment and I'm broke and I'm looking around, normally my impulse would be the white man has got me down or, you know, my neighborhood, they don't give me a job. It's all their fault. Or, my dad, you know, because of him, you know, like I mean, like my, 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 my impulse is to shift my focus to out there as being the cause of what's happening in here. Mm-hmm. Right. And what that does is it, it creates the experience of out there messing stuff up. Right. So you get what you, you always get, you always get what you think about. So it's not like, you know, thinking that way yielded me nothing. It yielded me people who got in my way and weren't in harmony with a different, a better, bigger vision of my life. And so I had to first own that I am doing this. And, and, and so that's the piece about accepting the negative thinking. You've got to really sit down and look at the connection between the negative feeling and thinking that you've got going on and the experiences that you are experiencing in your life. Now, I say this knowing that the universe, and, and the universe doesn't do this. So let me just say that a couple of years ago, um, maybe a year and a half, however, how long, however long Ferguson was, I was, I was engaged in this positive thinking, you know, making my list, writing, feeling, and then Ferguson happened, right? I'm looking at my, my TV and there's a dead kid in the street, black kid, dead, shot by a cop. Unnecessarily, you know, I'm, so, 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 Everything is out the window. All the positive thinking, you know, I'm like, look, see, look, look at what's happening out there. How can I uh, think positive and change that? And so, mm. so, so the work that we're doing 
isn't as easy and simple as just sitting and feeling good, right? There is a, a, a wave of energetic craziness happening all around us, as well as a wave of fantastic wonderfulness. It's all out there, and it's all real, and it's all happening. Our job is to focus in ourselves as a transmitter and receiver to the positive visions or, or negative visions, whatever is to consciously tune in to what it is we want to tune into. So, I mean, some people love negative stuff. So you can talk to them till you're blue in the face about, you know, something better, and they will just constantly um, um, shift the conversation to something negative. So I, I don't want to, you know, judge them. That's their choice. So you have a choice of, of how you want to have an experience in life. Now, think about a little baby, right? A little baby in the womb is just feeling good, right? Everything that baby needs is right there, food, um, elimination of waste, um, warmth, love. You know, it's all, it's all there. The baby knows only I feel good. And then the baby comes out, and the baby learns, I don't feel good, I do feel good. And that's it. <laughs> Everything is provided, and that baby state of feeling good, not feeling good, is at the core of our spiritual uh, law of attraction mechanism. How do you feel? If it doesn't feel good, stop what you're doing. Make yourself feel good, because Mm -hmm. if you don't, you will keep manufacturing that thing that that you're complaining about. And Mm -hmm. and I say this, so, so when Ferguson happened... Uh, you know, like I'm in anxiety. I, I'm in really anxiety. Good reason too. And I'm running around trying to figure out how the hell can this happen? And and every image that's coming into me is an image of anger, an image of violence, revenge, uh, you know, slavery, racism. You know, all these powerful emotional imagery is just jamming at me. And the thing about all of that is they they inspire or relate to whatever the vibration you got going on. So, mm-hmm. so talking about that hasn't cured that. Shifting out of the energy of that is what is the antidote to that. And so you have to sort of take a risk, a big risk, because, I mean, the risk is if I don't talk about racism, it's going to grow. And it might mm-hmm. grow for a little while, but the power of a divine is bigger. And if we get out of the way, it will take care of this in the way that works for the most people. Mm. I, um, I need to ask you a question. You mentioned an infant, a baby, and you know we know that although that baby may not be able to verbalize his, um, his wants or his needs, but he has them. So does the universe have the ability to know our thoughts and our needs even before we express them? <laughs> um, that's a good question. That's a perfect question. because um, And I got this. Um, I mentioned Abraham Hicks. Uh, Abraham Hicks is a woman um, named Esther Hicks. Uh, used to be Esther and Jerry, but I think Jerry, Jerry passed on. And she channels this energy called Abraham. And uh, there's YouTube videos up the yin-yang, uh, clips of Esther that are just amazing. And um, 
So, uh, so Esther speaks about vibration. She breaks down the connection between you and the universe to a connection of vibration. And so the universe speaks the vibrational language. So it is connected to us vibrationally. We are, you know, um, the ego self is a concept of I exist independent of you. And that is just a thought structure. It's not a, a it's not a, a reality, even though what we've manifested affirms that idea. You know, apartment, gender, uh, race, you know, we, we've created things that are evidence of separation. And that evidence of separation is part of the sickness of society. It's this idea that it's possible to be separate from the universe. So the universe is in communication 24-7 with us. It is in communication with us based on how we feel. And so when you feel good, the universe picks up that vibration and matches it with things that feel good. And this happens to me. There's an exercise Abraham Hicks has called a creative workshop. And in a creative workshop, you write out this, this uh, couple of paragraphs about how wonderful your day is, how you created, you know, you're happy to be here, you chose this life, and, and you just say these beautiful things. And I started doing this. And I swear to God, I walked outside and people are like, hi, Michael. All of a sudden, people who I was previously invisible to are talking to me. They're seeing me. I'm getting feedback from the universe that matches what I put out in, in my workshop. Now, the universe has always given me feedback, right? I just didn't understand that, that's, that, that what I did when I woke up in the morning is the, is the creative workshop. So if I woke up and I thought, oh, life sucks, I hate myself, I don't want to get out of bed, I don't want to do this ever again, the universe is like feeling me and giving me uh, people who, who, who demonstrate that life sucks and you don't want to do this. I think we're going to a break, yeah? Yeah, we're going to be going to a break, Michael, in a few minutes. Yeah. And we'll, when we do come back from breaks, there's some questions that I think Rafika wants to ask you. And I want to make sure that um, before we end our conversation tonight, that we actually maybe go over some things and steps that can help people to uh, uh, use their already innate powers of, of attraction just understand that the law actually exists and that these are some steps they can take to put it into practice. So, Rafika, if we can. Yeah, we just want to remind, we want to remind our listeners who are tuned in via the Internet that they can call in using Skype um, if they're watching the slideshow in, um, <clears throat> in our blog talk page or our Facebook page. They can click the Skype button and call right in, or they can call in on their mobile phones at 213-943-3618. That's 213-943-3618. Michael, our Reiki master and Laws of Attraction coach is here to help you get your life on track. Give us a few minutes. The Keys 107 will be right back. <laughs> Fluff presents the alphabet is available on Amazon.com. 
and on Kindle. So get your copy today. For more information, visit them online, www.thefluffamily.com. Now, 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 back to the keys. 107 with your host, Rafika and Brother Jay. Hey, we said it's going to be a short break, and that's exactly what it is. And once again, tonight's show is sponsored by The Fluffs Present the Alphabet because they are a manifestation of the mind into power, my mind and my power. (laughs) They're available on Amazon.com for $12.99. And, Michael, The Fluffs love you. (laughs) Oh, thank you. I love The Fluffs. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Listen, so, Michael, uh, let, let me just ask, what are some of the most common obstacles that a person can experience when they're trying to get involved for the first time or even people who are in practice with the laws of attraction? Um, so one, 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 one common obstacle is the concept that you have to talk about your problems. Um, and it's, a, it's an obstacle because what happens is, um, now it's because it's a true. It's there's a truth to it, and it's a, it's an important truth. You have to you have to um, come out of denial. You have to get honest, right? Uh, it's like a store. You have to take inventory and and really admit to what's in the store um, in order to sort of get a sense of where you are. Uh, and then there's a point where you have to stop talking about the problem and get into the solution. So mm. that's one thing, right? Um, and, you know, social media and, and just a lot of our culture is sort of vibrating at the, at the rate of talk about the problem. And, um, you know, and that sort of makes you, it gives you status to be able to, I don't know what. But um, so there's that, you know. Um, and the other thing is uh, just lack of, lack of understanding. Um, and this was, this was um, a big one for me for a long time, lack of understanding. People just don't understand what's going on, and 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 not knowing doesn't stop the universal law from being in operation. Oh, um, and, can you repeat right? that? Not knowing doesn't stop the universal law from being in operation. Mm. As children, we are not taught to think this way. Most of us, right? But we are taught um, uh, imagination things, right? to draw, we're given crayons, we're given little toys and things, army men to uh, use our imagination and play with. But we're not taught uh, the connection between the use and development of the imagination and the experiences that we will be experiencing in our life. So we're not taught that connection. Um, and so kids grow up and, and they learn how to memorize things. And some kids learn how to feel things, right? They, they know that, you know, this is one thing I was talking to this artist last night, and, and she was talking about, you know, that um, in her work, she, it, you know, if it feels right to her, then it's right. It's right. It has to feel right. And so that's another obstacle. People are blocked in their feelings. And, um, and this is the thing about Ferguson incident. This is the thing about the racism, the uh, um, gender bias, which is really a light term of, of just assault that we do on women and our culture, is that we're creating over and over and over these very intense feelings that block a free flow of the, of the um, t- 
totality of feeling that we're here to experience as human beings. So if you're walking around in anger all the time, your anger might be right. I mean, it might be justified. And, and this is the thing that Jesus meant when he said, if by right eye offends thee, pluck it out. If you are holding in your internal consciousness the feeling of anger, the universe is connected to you, and it just sees the vibration of anger, and it interprets that as a request for angry experiences. It's not a therapist. It's not a, a um, what do you call it in the Star Trek, happy 50th uh, anniversary of Star Trek. It's not a, um, it's not a translator. It's pretty, mm-hmm. it's pretty freaking literal. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, so it, it's just doing it. It's creating these angry experiences. And then, and then, you know, I, and then it's like, how did I lock eyes with that angry person? How did that person find me? Right. How did that, <laughs> that, that, that woman who hates me, how did we end up like in the same room together? You know what I mean? It, you know, she didn't wake up and say, where's Michael? I'm going to mess up his day. We were vibrating at the same rate, and we connected. And that's the thing about the law of attraction. Like attracts like. And we're sold a bad bill of goods when we're told that um, opposites attract. It's a very romantic, um, you know, beautiful idea. But the truth is people who wind up together have more in common with each other than they don't have in common. And it just feels fun to say, oh, we had nothing in common, and there we were together. You know what I mean? But if you really look at most couples, most, most, uh, most businesses, most, most organized group of people, you're going to find that they actually have more in common. Like is, attracts like. It just mm. does. Um, well, Mike, yeah. I want to go into some of those things that can – Help people, you know. If we can ask the question, what will, uh, what are some of the things that will impede them to, to master the laws of attraction? But um, I want to ask you in rapid fire a series of questions, and I want to hear your thoughts and your answers. Um, do we need to uh, prepare our minds to allow for this energy of thought? to uh, be more powerful? Um, Is there a practice or a thing or exercise, something that we can do to uh, put us in the right frame of mind? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a perfect question. Meditation. Yes. Mm. Meditation. Meditation. You know, um, quieting the mind. And that takes a bunch of different forms. It could be sitting and, and just sitting in silence. It could be running, walking, washing dishes. Anything that gets you disengaged from the conscious awareness of what you're thinking. Mm. You want to right. disengage, right? So I mean, meditation is the most powerful. One of the practices that I've done is called Vipassana. It's V is in Victor, I, P is in Paul, A, S, S, A, and A. And Vipassana meditation is the meditation that Buddha sort of created, and it's his contribution to the world. And it's a, it's a practice that has been kept pure. It's been, uh, it's been hijacked, so to speak, in today's culture. It's called mindfulness, right? Everyone's talking about mindfulness. 
but it's Vipassana. And so you can go uh, to a Vipassana meditation center. You have to take a 10-day meditation. They mm. train you on this technique. That's all you do all day is you meditate. And it's not a uh, big um, carry a notebook, take 10,000 pages of notes. You just sit and you practice this technique mostly all day. And you have to take a 10-day first, and there's no talking, so you're in total silence, no nonverbal communication. They feed you vegetarian food, which is amazing, and they don't ask you for anything. And on the eighth day, they speak about um, one of the Buddhist principles, and they say if you feel like you got something out of this and you want to give back, then give. And what you give is going to help, uh, will be of benefit for this next student coming along. But if you don't feel like you got something, don't give anything and don't, don't be concerned about that. They, they, they're, they're just there to give. And so the financial pressure is gone. All, you know, it's a beautiful, beautiful experience. I've done three sure. days and okay. three day meditation. All right. So you're saying that meditation. Wait, Mike, wait, wait, James, before you go forward, Michael, can you spell that again? Yeah, V as in Victor, I, I, P as in Paul, A, S, S, A, N, A. So, and quick, um, just to recap on that, you're saying that meditation, the exercise and the practice of meditation will allow your mind to relax, and in doing so, it increases your brain power and allows you to <laughs> transmit thoughts. Um, or, pure, or pure thought. I'm just using my own terminology. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, it gets you. Yeah, it, it puts you in the space of allowing in a right. in a very different way. Because we're we're co-creators, right? Yes. Like we're co-creators with the universe and with each other. And what gets in the way of us having what it is we think we want is us, <laughs> mm. right? And remember, the the universe is connected to us. It's never not connected. So if you're thinking 24-7, which is like when I woke up this morning, first thing I thought about was, oh, my God, I invited 500 people. What am I going to say to these 500 people? Oh, my God. And then all six committee members are like, you ain't got nothing to say. What are you talking about? You know, mm. my mind was just going, right? So I had to do well, something. Well, I would ask you, it's a series of rapid questions. Yeah. Um, how important is it for you, for me, for anyone, to have a clear focus in terms of their thoughts, having a clear thought, um, and talk to us about that. How does the universe respond to that? All right, so clear, focused thought. That is um, evolution, um, de- uh, development, development. That's how de- evolution is a human being. Right, from a like sort of crazy running around out there child to a bit more focused young adult to a wise, focused, calm, uh, elderly person, right? Like there's a there's a there's a theoretical process that we go through. So this is where we want to get to. The and, and so I want to talk about focus, right? Because focus is the mechanism that um, directs the universal energy through you. And mm-hmm. this is really important. And I spoke about this once before. I, I got up one day to make a sandwich, right? A cheese sandwich. It wasn't even a big old turkey sandwich. And, and I made this cheese sandwich and I put it on this plate. And I remember it was like, it was like for a second this thing happened in slow motion. My, my, I focused on the plate, but what I was looking at was the 
side of the plate where there was no sandwich. And I started thinking, well, you know, one sandwich isn't going to be enough. Usually you have two, sometimes three. You should probably make another one. <laughs> so I started, like, <laughs> I started mentally brainstorming this empty spot on this plate. Now, I didn't, you know, for that second, it didn't occur to me to just focus on the sandwich, right? Like, there's your food. You got food. So I'm saying that because that focus is the change that I, that meditation helps me shift, that, that doing all these positive affirmations helps me shift. I'm sitting out yesterday um, on a corner in Manhattan just having a coffee. It's a beautiful spot. I love it. I did a little uh, podcast, not a podcast, but a live video on Facebook. And, I'm, and, you know, beautiful people are walking by, sexy, beautiful, professionally beautiful, you know, uh, rebelliously beautiful. It's just a busy, beautiful place. I'm looking at people like, oh, she doesn't like me. I don't like her. He's, he's too buff. He's too – I'm not looking like just beauty. I'm looking from a perspective of what's wrong with me in relation to them, right? My focus is on my problem, not on my solution. Mm-hmm. So, so I want to make that a big point for people to get that – Thinking positive is important, but understanding what motivates you to want more money mm-hmm. is using the feeling of being broke. It's that your brain is focused on the bill, the, the debt, the, the, the broken car. It's, it's focused on instead of getting it focused on the solution, which is in consciousness, in God, there is no such thing as debt. There is no such thing as lack. There is no such thing as want. That only exists in the realm of ego, not in the realm of God. And when you put mm-hmm. your attention there, then the universe can fill in with abundance. Abundance mm-hmm. is everywhere. And to me, the most funniest symbol of abundance is the, um, what is that place that, that our money is, is uh, the Federal Reserve? What's yeah. the Federal Reserve? It's a bunch of people who print freaking money. Right. Right. They're like, hey, we need more money. Print some more, boys. You know what I mean? That's that's a great visualization. Now, Mike. Yeah. You have said to us on several occasions during this conversation that we have to ask the universe for what we want. Now, I understand that, you know, and but where does the power of visualization take place in that whole asking process? And how do you properly visualize? What is the mechanism uh, and the, the power behind uh, visualization and this whole process of asking for what you want? Right. Okay, so that's a powerful question. And, I've all, you know, in the past, I've thought about asking just ver- in terms of verbal, verbal communication. Prayer, God, give me um, $10,000. God, give me this. You know, asking in that way. And that's one way, right? That's the part of it. So the other part of it is to go within, and that's to close your eyes and picture the thing you want. So let's say I want a new apartment, right? So it's like to sit down and visualize what I think the apartment would look like, two-bedroom, three-bedroom. I want one room to do my art in. I want a room to do Reiki, and I want a beautiful bedroom. Right, big, big bedroom with a beautiful view. 
and I could see me walking around in this bedroom. And I have a beautiful bathroom. I want a, a, a with Carrera or beautiful tiles, and I have this big sauna shower that I could sit in, and steam comes out, and I got this huge soaker tub. It's it's just it's beautiful, and I could sit and take bubble baths. So so I'm visualizing myself sitting in my bathroom, sitting in my tub, walking into my shower. I'm, I'm, this is my visualization, and if I can't see pictures feel what it feels like to walk into my own shower. This is the visualization process. It gets mm-hmm. better and better and more fine-tuned. But the idea is to feel it as if it's happening right now, not to mm-hmm. visualize as if I, it's something that, that's coming. And, and a lot mm-hmm. of memes that people post on Facebook are um, they're detrimental in that they say, Say amen if you want a million dollars, right? And it's like, no, no, I don't want a million dollars. I have a million dollars. Amen. Mm-hmm. I am a million dollars. Mm-hmm. That's the prayer. That's what Jesus was saying. So when and and so so uh, you know there was this uh, Italian guy on America's Got Talent, right? And so part of his uh, his his opening shtick in his video was his friend took him around to get a beautiful suit, and he says, because when you look good, you feel good. And when you feel good, you, you, know, you know, everything works, right? He goes, I feel like a million dollars, right? <laughs> mm. He got him a nice suit, right? So, so, and we learned this. I mean, I'm really being general and general when I say this. But we learned this in a way from women who go and get their hair done. They get their nails done. They get their feet done. What are you doing today? I don't feel so good. Just get your hair done, and you'll feel better, right? So they go mm-hmm. and they pamper themselves, and they feel better. And in that better feeling, a better experience manifests itself for them. So all of this is part of the visualization process. Right, right. right? Now let me let me just sum. Up. You are you saying that if we're the more detail that we're in our vision, the more powerful the thought and the the stronger the vibration that goes into the universe brings back the results that we're asking from the universe. So I want to say absolutely to that, and I want to add to that, the universe is a mysterious combination of an uncountable gazillion pieces. So we can be, the more detailed we are, the more clearer our vision and the more clearer our feelings, but we also have to have this understanding that the universe may not put it together in exactly the same way or it might. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so, so we get the vision and then we let it go. So you can have a vague vision. Um, you can be vague, right? You don't have to be totally clear, but you can also be totally clear. They both mm-hmm. work. The more clearer you are, the more better you feel and the more, um, you know, it's, it's so, so, yes, absolutely. So the universe will manufacture that. Because I've heard stories of people who um, um, visualize the house that they wanted, and then a year later, um, six months later, they're walking in, and they're looking, and they're realizing this is exactly what my vision was. Mm. So it absolutely works that way. But it also works if, you, if you're vague. Okay. Now, I want to, in a rapid session again, uh, what about those, and this is something I learned from Rafika, the teacher that she is. We speak about folks learning in different ways or manifesting the fact that they have got it in different ways. 
some people can get it visually. That we just finished talking about visualizing what it is that we we want. But what about those who have to take the time to write down their 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 wishes and dreams? The authors of the world, the poets of the world. How important is that? Absolutely, totally. It's wonderful. And writing is another powerful tool. Um, and, and I've heard it from a bunch of different, um, you know, uh, Oprah talked about it, journaling, uh, Reverend Ike talked about it, um, Abraham Hicks talks about it, um, you know, write down your vision, you know, draw the picture, right? There's some, and there's something about pencil and paper that's very different from computer, but writing is, is, is absolutely wonderful and it's a great tool um, and it helps. And I, I mean, if you poke around my house, you're going to find like, notebooks all over the place where I, where I just sit and I just, you know, I write, I scribble, I write, and then I, and then I let it go, and then I move on to something else. It's totally uh, a wonderful, wonderful tool. Great, great. Now, earlier um, this evening, you mentioned something about feel, feelings, that, that emotions. Now, what role does feelings and emotions play with the law of attraction? Okay, this was this was like um, a major key, and and this is so important, right? Um, because it's important when you understand vibration. Everything, and when I say vibration, I mean energetically. Everything is energy. So, I mean, whether you buy the law of attraction as it's packaged or not, physicists, you know, scientifically. Everything is made up of atoms and sub and, and subatomic particles and tiny bits of this and and they're and it's and it's all the same and they're just vibrating at different rates and so so how you feel is is how you're vibrating and the universe is connected to you through uh, it's connected to you and it's communicating vibrationally so. Um, and it just took me a long time because a lot of things, you know, men don't feel and, and men don't cry. And, you know, there's all these sort of things that we throw out there that take away from our ability to feel fully as we are human beings. And all those things are, 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 are denial mechanisms that, that, you know, whatever. Someone had a bad experience as a child. So they, they don't want to feel because they're afraid to go through that experience. And so, and, and from that thought, uh, a bunch of other thoughts get connected to that. Well, you know, feelings aren't all that's caught up to be. We don't need to feel that much. We need to think more. We need to stop thinking. As a matter of fact, let's just stop going inside and let's just, you know what I mean? Like we build these stories that support this denial mechanism. But feeling is crucial. So this is why, you know, I don't have children. So when I say this, I'm talking from me going through and working on my own stuff and how I felt and what I've learned about me. As children, it is crucial that we have as much freedom of feeling as possible and are given as much feeling of everything is provided for us. It's so crucial. So this so and I and I want to throw this out there, right? Because I remember seeing um after Ferguson and a bunch of other stuff. We gotta sit down with our black boys and we gotta teach them how to behave around cops. And you know, and I was like, no, we don't. <laughs> I mean, no, we don't. We have no, we don't. I mean, we, you know, when, when you are a loving, caring being, how you interact comes out in loving, caring ways. But if you have to sit down and be singled out as special in this special way, you're not. You're taught fear. 
and fear is uh, being abused. It has a function, a very small function, but when it becomes the primary mechanism of everything you do, then that's not God. That's crazy. So anyway, I don't want to go up the subject with that, but I just want to say, yeah. Well, James and Michael, we, we have some callers on the line, and I know we're getting close. We have some time left, but if these callers do want to speak, which one person oh, does have their hand up. So <laughs> let's bring the caller in. Uh, caller 240, if you want to talk to Michael, check in. Your mic is live. Oh, unfortunately, caller 240, you, your sound is really, really bad. I don't even know how else to say it. Can you hear me? Yeah, uh, not again. Go ahead. Can you hear me? Yes, yeah, I'd like to ask a couple of questions. Um, sure, go ahead. About the, when you were speaking about the universe and the laws of attraction, um, through the attraction, you know, energy you know, carries with thoughts, you know, and I, I know basically that women carry a lot of energy. So in the laws of attraction in the universe, how do how do we attract how do we attract the woman, you know? And arouse them sexually. <laughs> <laughs> I I did not prompt that that question. Okay, so so um um so so I think in order to understand this, it, you have to start with understanding who you are and, and what it is about you that that is trying to 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 be expressed. So there is a right partner for you if 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 you're if you're really looking for a partner, and so so that so it's so it's really it's there's nothing you need to do to her, it's what you need to do to you, and and this goes back to me sitting on the on the uh, outside yesterday, watching all these people walk by. I'm not looking at them from a loving uh, place. I'm looking at them from a what's wrong with you place. So if you have um, energy in you, I'm not good enough, uh, nobody likes me, um, you know, whatever that energy is, then you're not going to attract the woman that you think you want to attract. But if you are in love with yourself, and this happens to me when I, when, I, when, I, when I start walking down the street and I say, I feel like a million dollars, I feel good, I get eye contact from women uh, walking by me. And now it's, it, it, it's, you know, I'm not doing anything to them. They are responding to me being authentic and in my power. So if you uh, take care of you, if you clear your thoughts of all the negative stuff and this whole thing about how do I have to, what do I have to do to turn her on sexually, you, you know, get that out of your mind. What do you have to do to be a better man? What do you have to do to be a powerful force in the universe? And I guarantee you, when you get clear about that, and, and open about that, you are going to attract some powerful, beautiful people into your life. I hope that answered the question. Oh, it did. It did. 
Okay, well, we have uh, some other callers on the line, and we'd like to say welcome to the Keys 107 Network, and thank you for tuning in. If you want to talk to Michael, you just have to press the number one on your keypad. And again, for those people uh, listening in via the Internet, if you want to talk to Michael, you can inbox us via Facebook. You can uh, jump into our chat room on blogtalkradio.com slash the Keys 107 or just press that number one. So, Michael, let's go ahead back into that next point. Yeah. Well, James, where were you? Where did you leave off? Well, you know, the point that I wanted to make in terms of the feelings, I, I just want to say this, and then we're going to move on to the, the next thing. Uh, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, that feeling energizes thought. Feelings like desire. Desire builds the will. Feelings which is nothing more than desire, fuels the, uh, the, the energy of thought to a degree that it speeds it up. It's like a thought on steroids. And that's just something I wanted to add to that conversation, why we need to have feelings and passion, because you used the word passion early, very early as you began. Be right. passionate about something and, and interject that uh, inspiration into that thought, and it will manifest in a wonderful way. The other right. thing I want to move on to, and this is I want you to speak to, is the universe itself, and, and for those out there listening in the listening audience, when we are saying universe, it is all right to superimpose the deity of your choice, That which is, I'm talking to the faith-based individuals out there. There are many, so I know who you are. You can say that the universe is God Or the mind of God So I'm opposing this question to Michael About There are two types of people in the world As we say The givers and the takers And this conversation that we have About the laws of attraction When we look at the universe The universe seems to be More of a giver Than a taker How do we, as those who are asking the questions or opposing to the universe, how do we show our gratitude to the one who is that we are benefiting from or from the, that thing that we're benefiting from? How do we do that? And how important is that? Um, well, that's a, you know, that's a, um, that's a, again, you're asking like all these really powerful, powerful questions. Um <laughs> Gratitude is uh, probably the greatest prayer we could do. Gratitude is a vibration. It's a high vibration. And, um, and, and, it, and it, it, it brings into our experience you know, more of what we're grateful for. So um, the universe is, uh, this is um, it's an abundant, giving, energetic thing. Like, it's not a taker. It's a giver. So everything we want is right here. Abraham Hicks calls it the vortex. You've got to get into the vortex. Mm-hmm. You get into an attitude of gratitude, you know, and things just manifest. And, and, it's, and it is magic. Now, the work to get into the vortex is the work. Um, what you call this, this deity uh, is up to you. It's what feels right for you. And, you know, that's why I said Allah, uh, God, higher power. Buddha, um, Mother Nature, you know, this thing, in my opinion, this is just me speaking, it is not up there 
um, oh, you didn't call me God? Well, get the hell out of here. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it just says, I love you. I love you. I love you. I made you. I made you to be a feeling, thinking entity or extension of me in your life. And so, so um, and this is one of the things uh, last night when I was speaking to the artist, you know, we got this little thing. And, and the little thing was a little bit of a power struggle around my idea of what I thought this person needed to do to manifest a trip and their idea of what they needed to do to manifest in their life. And I saw this power struggle happening. You know, it's like, I call it God. What do you call it? You got to call it God. It's like, okay, listen, we got to call it something. That's just the way of, of the universe. And it's that way. I don't know why it's that way. So one day I just had to, um, I just had to come to the understanding that I don't know why we do this, um, I don't know when God started. That's another thing that took my brain power away a lot. God just always was. This thing just always was. And if I were if I were an ant, I would worship the queen. I would go get food. I, you know what I mean? I would just do ant things. I wouldn't be sitting around wondering, what is it to be an ant, you know? So as a human... As a human, connecting to a divine something is part of who we are. Um, you know, connecting to each other is part of who we are. We're social creatures. Um, that's part of who we are. And the idea of not doing that, of not connecting to a divine something, is a symptom of a disease. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how else to put it. It's a sickness. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, you know, and it's manifesting different levels. So, you know, some of it we can put up with and it doesn't hurt other people. And others of it is just we're stealing from each other. We're killing each other. We're doing all these things. And, you know, we don't understand that all that I do, I do to myself. Right. 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 So, so let me just say this. Um, we got the, now we understand where gratitude it plays such a such a major role. If we want to keep that portal continuously asking and then getting and receiving, we should be grateful. So we have to have the attitude of gratitude. But the last thing that I want to to propose to you is this. Trust and patience are two elements that I believe is a part of this whole, uh, you know, asking the universe and then receiving. Tell us why trust, in your opinion, and patience play such a pivotal role in in the law of attraction. Um, so they have this, this saying, and uh, it says, "Give time, time, right?" And they think that time heals all wounds. Um, so, so you give time, time. So patience is giving time, time. It's giving the universe the opportunity to manufacture and put together all the pieces it needs to put together in order to give you the dream that you want. Um, so some of us have a vision and then, you know, we're like, um, so I, I, I gave this analogy the other day. I have a stove, it's an electric stove, right? Electric and gas. So you turn the knob and it makes a click and the click is the, is a little pilot light igniting the gas. And then you turn it from the clicking to just be on. But if you leave it, it'll go click, 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 right? Mm. And that little pilot light is constantly going. That is me thinking too much, right? Mm. 
And that's like, you know, that's me, you know, feeling like I got to make this happen. 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 I got to call 20 people. I got to go outside. I got to push people. I got to do this. I got I to, you know, I got to get in the way. So trust and faith are the same. And I, and I actually wrote faith down because I was going to talk about that, that there is this element of faith that uh, we have to let go and let God or let higher power, let go and trust. And that's a powerful uh, position to be in, especially if you're a, if you're if you're a big mover and shaker. You feel like everything is about me. It's harder to have trust. But but some of the greatest know that you just have to let go. And I think in um, in the music they call it um, uh, pop when everything pops when the thing pops. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. You do all the work and then you and then it pops and the money and then it rains money right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So trust and patience are crucial to this process, right? And, and faith, and faith. And, and, and that was, uh, I think, I don't know which prayer it was, the Lord's Prayer. One of those prayers, you know, it's sort of saying everything is going to be okay. Everything is taken care of. Oh, I know, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I shall not want. The idea mm. of wanting is an idea that I don't have. And the idea that I don't have is a focus on something missing. And the focus on something missing produces the experience of something missing. So this is what the attitude of gratitude is about, right? I'm grateful for everything I have. I, I acknowledge and announce to the universe, I have a beautiful bed. I have a beautiful apartment. I love my 51-inch TV. I love my 27-inch iMac. I love my friends. I am affirming everything in my life. So the universe can put more of that in my life. Um, and then just wait, you know, I mean, sometimes it's tough. Sometimes, you know, it, it, God takes longer than I, than I think it should, but it does happen. Mm. Very well. Wow. That was awesome, brother. That was awesome. So I'm going to turn you over to Rafika because I'm almost exhausted with questions to ask you. But you have to oh, I don't believe that. You want. <laughs> <laughs> so we might go on for a little while longer. <laughs> I know. I think this is this is this is definitely an ongoing um, conversation because there are so many layers, and we're touching on the surface of a lot of things. But um, in a, in a in an earlier conversation between you and I, Michael, we were talking about letting go, and Let's talk about how letting go interfaces or or reacts to the laws of attraction. Yeah. So so okay. So let me go back. I want to go back. Go back to um to to two basic concepts: the subconscious and the conscious. Right. Now the conscious is the mental imaging, picturing thing, and its function is to create a picture. The subconscious is this. Uh, it's like the subconscious is the fertile soil. And the conscious is the seed package, right? And so the consciousness takes the seed and plants it in the soil. So the letting go is the releasing of the seed into the soil of manifestation, the subconscious. And the subconscious then figures it out. So letting go is crucial and, and, you know, sometimes our, our, our you know, uh, so I think I want a beautiful, beautiful new apartment. But connected to that is a lot of fear, a lot of fear. I don't know where I'm going to be. I don't know what's going on. Um, I'm not sure about what neighborhood. So, so I haven't really created a, a clear seed 
let go, I've created a vague, confusing seed. Um, and so I have to, you know, work on getting my vision a little more clearer, a little more clearer. That might be going on a, um, a open house walk, right? Just walking around the open houses. And, you know, like some people say, like, go to a car dealership and actually sit in the car that you want and feel yourself sitting there. And that'll help clear, get you a more clearer picture. So that kind of activity is beneficial to um, the manifestation process. But eventually there's a point where you have to let go. Stop thinking about it. You have to, that's what jogging, meditation, um, listening to music is another beautiful tool. Um, go talk to some people, hang out with some people, engage with people. In, in, in 12 Step they say help another person, call someone who needs help, get involved in service, get busy doing something that takes you out of your head and into something else so that the universe is not bombarded because every thought is true and every thought that you engage in is a request to the universe. So if you said to the universe, give me $600,000, the universe is like, no problem, Michael, I got you, I got you, just hang on. And then two minutes later, I'm like, you know what, I want to win lotto, give me a million. And then an hour later, I'm watching TV and I see like Lifestyle of Rich and Famous and I'm like, you know what, I'm worth 50 million. <laughs> so... <laughs> You know, like I have bombarded the universe with all these requests and it's getting in the way of the universe, like fulfilling them. So I have to stop and just let go and trust and have faith. And, 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 and at, the, at the bottom of all this that I'm saying, the entire universe has got your back. You were not born to suffer. You were born to mm. feel good. Now, suffering seems to be a part of a process that gets us to feeling good sometimes. And because people haven't understood about feeling good and not feeling good, I think we've created this whole story around suffering that gives it some kind of noble purpose. I don't want to suffer. <laughs> I mean, I have suffered. Yeah. I don't want to suffer. I don't want to wish suffering on anybody. I want people to understand that if you think about the birth-death process, everything in between is technically meaningless because you're going to give up the body and go away anyway. You know what I mean? So what the hell are you holding on to? So what's it all about? You know, what is it all about? It's about feeling good, feeling good. And, and in my recovery process, I've had to reinterpret what feeling good was because as a kid, when you're having negative experiences, you learn to interpret that as uh, positive, positive, right? So let's say you don't get attention as a kid except when you do something wrong and everyone's screaming at you. Well, as human beings, we need attention. And so we learn to get attention. I got to get screamed at. So we're running around breaking things. You know what I mean? So I've had to reinterpret what feels good. And that's a process. And so I'm getting better and better and better at, you know what, that didn't feel good. What? Those people are looking at me weird. I don't like that feeling. So what does my crazy mind do? My crazy mind says, I'm going to move next door to them. <laughs> mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to stick myself right in their face. And I'm like, and, and you know, you know, and so, but, but the universe is like, listen, if it don't feel good, let it go. 
let it go and go find what feels good. And if you don't know what feels good, remember what didn't feel good, and that'll help you shape the vision of what feels good for you. So mm. I love beautiful experiences. I love great interactions with people. I love people saying wonderful things. You know what I mean? Like I, I have to tell myself this stuff all the time. Um, you know, that, that this is what I love. This is what I like. Not those other things that I was always bumping into. I have to, you know, so I hope I took you. I took you back to the, the consciousness and subconscious. And that consciousness has a function to create a picture and then release it into subconscious. And then subconscious then takes over and, and works, you know, it's magic making it happen. Okay. Wow. I think that definitely um, talks about why it's important to let go. But, Mike, we all know that that whole process of letting go is not an easy process. I think that could tie us into what is the mastermind experience. Oh, right, right. I wanted to, I wanted to kind of – actually, I wanted to set that up beforehand, but I think we've – I think we've had this mastermind experience and, and by the questions that we've gotten, mm. uh, you know, I can tell that, um, that we've had this. So a mastermind group is a group of people that are united in harmony with a common purpose, uh, whether it's a financial purpose or a whatever kind of purpose. Now, some of the great thinkers and movers and shakers of old believed that when two or more minds get together, they harmonically, vibrationally create kind of a third mind, mm-hmm. right? And so our being here right now and discussing this, talking about this, created that energy that, that put the law of attraction on a track for us to wake people up, put us in harmony with everybody. We're not telling everybody what they need to be in their life. We're not telling, you know what I mean? We're not making anybody wrong. We're waking people up to the power and truth of who you are by talking from a place of power and truth of who we are. That's what I, you know, I'm going back to Jesus. That's my only reference. Yes. May I say this, Michael? You brought this up just now. It says, when two or more are gathered in my name, so so shall I be in the midst of thee. Exactly. 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 And now there is never, now, there is never a time, except when we're sleeping, when we are not two or more gathered for something. And this is something that I, gotta work, that I, that I have worked on a lot. I run into somebody that, I, you know, hey, what's up? Hey, how are you? Ah, you know what? I'm scared. I got this bill. I'm, I'm broke. You know what I mean? I'm like, I've, I've created a mastermind experience with someone, and we've created it around being broke. Mm-hmm. Hey, how are you doing? Oh, you know, my legs are hurting. I'm, my, I'm sick. So we've created a mastermind experience about being sick. Now, you know, thinking is a responsibility. It is a power. Now, that's just a statement. You know, you can take it like, oh, you're too heavy. You're making my life hard. However you want to take it, you can take it. But A Course in Miracles says uh, there is no such thing as idle thought. What gives rise to the perception of a universe could hardly be called idle. So it is our responsibility as spiritual beings having human experiences to understand and own the power of our thinking and learn how to develop and train it. That's our responsibility. What that looks like varies from person to person. 
but that's our, you know, that's our job. And people who are, who are out in the world having crazy accidents are people who haven't really grasped the power of who they are. And they're just bumping into things. You know what I mean? They just haven't got it. And that's our job to sort of, you know, talk about truth, be in truth, and give them permission to get into truth. If that makes sense. That does make sense. So I want to take a moment and welcome our callers on the line. And as we get nearer to the closing hour, I just want to let those callers know that if you want to speak to Michael, you have to hit the number one on your keypad. It's it's not... (laughs) We just want to once again say welcome to the Keys 107. And we've got some Facebook friends who are tuned in, and we'd like to just say hello to um, Myra Hayden, to Denise Gray, to Sheila Wett. And beside uh, Michael, Sheila Wett inboxed me and asked me to personally tell you hello. I don't know what that means. (laughs) Hello to you, right? Yes, friend me, friend me on Facebook. Yeah. yeah. That's the law, so, law of attraction. That's the law of attraction. So, Michael, go ahead and tell us about the I, I Am practice and then yeah. give out your contact information so we don't, you know, close out and forget that. Okay. I want to read something that, I, that helped me. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's this thing that uh, um, uh, Emma Curtis Hopkins wrote. Um, and I want to put it out there into the universe because as I was in my anxiety and, and, and stress, I started reading this over and over and over again. And it's an affirmation. It's a little bit long, but I'll, I'll read it fast. My mind is a center of divine operation. The divine operation is always for expansion and fuller expression. And this means the production of something beyond what has gone before, something entirely new, not included in the past experiences, though proceeding out of it in an orderly sequence of growth. Therefore, since the divine cannot change its inherent nature, it must operate in the same manner with me. Consequently, in my own special world of which I am center, it will move forward to produce new conditions always in advance of what has gone before. And in reading that over and over and over again, in the face of what looked like devastation in my life, I have witnessed a new, a new thing forming and growing. And one of those is I am practice. And that's my mm-hmm. coaching practice. That's my, my idea that the, as a human being, we are always in practice. Mm-hmm. We are always learning and growing. And every successful, you know, and, or, you know, every, you know, a lot of people who are doing things, you will hear them say being teachable, is crucial to forward motion. And so I am practice is the practice of fine-tuning, honing the I am of me, the I am of you. And, and as, a, as a coach, I want to help you um, get your I am in alignment with the highest vision of yourself. Mm. So um, I, my website, I'm the, it's in process, but it's iampractice.guru, not com or, or net it's that guru um and um i guess that's it what else do you need to know um well, is there an email or telephone number uh yeah email um i'll, I'll uh it's uh telephone is 917-818-8239 
And my email for my uh, I am practice is uh, Michael at I am practice dot guru. Well, Michael, I want to let you know that you have an open invitation here on the Keys 107 uh, anytime you, you want to come here and talk about I am because we know that this is not this is not a t- conversation that you can just close in any particular time. <laughs> right. And let right. me just say, I am who I am. And I want to thank you, my brother Michael, for coming on the Keys and talking about the laws of attraction. But we're just going to put a pause on this conversation because we can't fit it all in tonight. But I want to ask Michael to do one thing for our listening audience. If you can, go to the Keys 107 Facebook page and let us continue the conversation. But I want to pose a few things as we're closing this segment. The universe or the laws of attraction is between you and the universe. So if we shared our ideas, our thoughts, our wants and desires with another person, would that impede or would that improve the results that we receive back from the universe? Not to be answered now, but Michael, bring it on to the Key 107, the, the Facebook page, and express some of your thoughts and invite others to express their thoughts on that as well. May God be with you. And so, James, I I just want to read one of our uh, postings from a CD, a CD Storm uh, Facebook friend who said yes. that peace, the law of attraction, is such a powerful law. It calls into an existence exactly what it needs, just as a blade of grass forces its way through concrete because of the magnetic attraction of the sun and its desire to come through to the manifestation of its purpose. And we are here live on the Keys 107, and this is a manifestation of our thoughts because we brought this to existence to give you this opportunity to open doors to endless possibilities of your pursuit and my pursuit of love, love peace, and peace happiness. And happiness. <laughs> thank you guys for having me. <laughs> yes. Yes, Michael. Thank you yeah, once thank again. You. All righty. Yes. Until the next time. Love, and we like to thank uh, South African jazz musician, South Africa's pride and joy, Ernie J. Smith, whose music you are listening to. He is, this is his song called Odette Song. We love you, Ernie. We thank you for your marvelous gift to the world. Peace. Bye. Namaste. <laughs> Namaste. You're listening to The Keys 107, opening the doors to endless possibilities in the pursuit of love, peace, and happiness with your host, Rafika and Brother James.